Well, welcome back. Uh, we had some really great conversations in my group, and I, you all, your faces look so animated. I know you all solved all the problems, right? We don't even have to do the last part of the workshop. Um, so I see Jazz laughing. We're ready to call it quits, right? So we just want to do a quick time check because we know we're about 2.40. I think this workshop's 90 minutes. Are folks okay bearing with us as we move through this and, and go on to the next section? And again, if you have to jump off, this is going to be recorded. Um, and uh, we've been told that it will be made available upon request as well. Great. So I'm going to pick on our facilitators. <laughs> and we're going to just do a quick share um, of some of the things that we learned. Uh, perhaps, you know, we had a couple of folks do some really great sharing about strategies. So um, just in the interest of time, um, we would love to really just share one or two takeaways from each breakout group and uh, encourage I can do a timer. Um, you want to do a timer? Okay, cool. Yeah, and how many you want to give everybody a minute? Yeah, let's do that. Let's get okay. everyone. All right, done. Who's so let's in. Thank you, Kathy. Um, have a, a great day, and uh, hopefully, we can get you the slide deck and everything else for the Susan. Do you want to start? Sure. Our facilitator was Marlene. Marlene, would you like to? So um, I would say one of the, the top things that we talked about when it comes to inclusion is identifying ways to include um, everyone in the office and to also elevate the voices of those that are missing from the table, um, as well as having that ongoing conversation amongst ourselves to um, identify the current culture and the changes that need to take place. But inclusion was the underlying word in that conversation. And then with obstacles, it was um, overall the inability to acknowledge the biases that exist and how that affects um, the work that needs to be done. I think that was a, the overarching theme. <laughs> right. And, and I think you mentioned salary and the, the, oh, the yeah. with salary and and that minority and you know correct salary races, you know the the the, the wealth the wealth gap correct correct okay. uh, okay. our time is up okay um let's go to jazz next jazz right um I can chime in does anyone my from my group want to give a summation I'm happy to do it just a second um yep I will jump in we talked about a lot of different topics. The largest one was um, around, we actually at the end started talking about hiring uh, and hiring practices, whether identifiers, like racial identifiers, like name, possibly what school someone went to should be scrubbed or hidden. Um, we talked about the ability to create rubrics and ways for there to be metrics for hiring. Um, we had talked about kind of how do we diversify these spaces, especially um, upper level, upper management, um, not just kind of boards, um, but um, also kind of management structure. How do we diversify those spaces? Um, I had talked a little bit about success, almost kind of succession planning, right? How do we actually mentor so that folks know and uplift to the folks um, who are in different positions to move up into positions after they are moving on. Um, so we talked about that a bit. And we also talked, there were organizations that were at more of a starting point with their with their process, right? Just thinking through and others that had worked a lot internally to discuss what can be done and have now hit a roadblock where they need external consultants, right? They need other folks to be able to come in and help with assessment and conversation and what barriers they are kind of hitting against after they've done a lot of internal work. Uh, so really good different span. Um, 
Um, and then moving on to the last group, uh, I was in a group with a lot of folks. Uh, I think I was the trying to facilitate, um, but I'm gonna pick on someone to share some of the conversation in our group. So I'm gonna pick on you, Liz, uh, because full disclosure, Liz read this demo study months ago. <laughs> so she gets, if I had an apple, you would get it. <laughs> um, for for uh -huh. stars. No problem. Yeah, I um, didn't know we were going to have this session then, but I was um, just trying to figure out what steps to take in moving us um, to be more an anti-racist organization. We service people who are incarcerated, so like some other people have mentioned, some might think that that means that they're already doing anti-racist work, but um, we, we know that that's not true, so we're trying to push that. So I'd read the article, and it's what convinced me that we needed to do a transformative process. And so we're in the process of trying to consult with somebody or contract with a consultant to do that work. It is pricey, but you know, putting the money in the budget and trying to make it happen. But we talked about inclusion really being, um, you know, having BIPOC staff as part of leadership um, in positions of leadership as part of the leadership structure, having a clear path towards uh, leadership and supervision roles. But I, also mentioned that I think one barrier to that is when you have a structure, especially our, our organization is very small, that is, you know, traditionally white led people have been in these positions for decades, it's really hard to, you can't just put BIPOC staff on the leadership team and say now we're inclusive, right, you really have to, so I'm making a plug for the transformative process because I think that is a necessary component. Um, we can't do this work unless we all have a shared understanding all operating from the same space. And so we're still, you know, embarking on that on that journey, and um, you know, we'll create those positions uh, for BIPOC staff, but with the assumption that we're all going to be moving uh, towards that goal in the end through this process. So I'm going to say one thing. I think that um, when we talked about inclusion a little bit, we talked about people talked about not actually actions, but the way things were, well, we've talked about it. Inclusion should be an action. For example, um, onboarding. Do you have that conversation? I partner you with the mentorship. I, um, we have monthly gatherings for birth to celebrate um, birthday parties um, with everyone. We also set, celebrate cultural um cultural parties or have and our, our newest thing was game night not just to have you know have cultural games like I want to play dominoes I want to play spades like these intrinsic games you know I want to play cards during you know the festival of lights there are different things that you might want to do during these cultural but fun things that make you feel oh in, included and can help create which was a whole different topic that Jazz could talk about cultural humility. So I'm done and I let you go. Um, so I felt like we could have really all talked for a long time because, um, you know, we had other folks have shared uh, the challenges, of, for example, uh, recruiting diverse managers, um, you know, and, and what are the sort of the real obstacles. Um, and so I think, you know, the next step moving forward, we're also going to really talk about strategies. I am gonna move through this last slide uh, quickly in the interest of time, because I, I think we are running a little bit over. Um, so, you know, obviously after this very long transformative process, DEMOS actually began to move to the implement, implementation 
phase. And as I said earlier, they um, made it actually part of the job descriptions and the interview process to talk a little bit about race um, and to be able to really gauge um, how their applicants and how people in interviews uh, were responding to some of these issues. So this is uh, you know, specific again uh, to issues of interviewing and hiring, but it's applicable uh, in terms of applying race equity across the board and inclusion across the board. Uh, we have also, for example, talked about um, the importance of, of, we'll talk uh, down the road, the importance of having inclusive data tracking um, and what that means and how you track outcomes as well. Um, so to wrap up this exciting section, uh, we're gonna move now to the, the part we're all waiting for, the solution. The solution is in the next slide, but it isn't. Um, it's gonna be an ongoing process. And um, I just wanna say, we, we in preparation uh, for this, Jazz, Susan, and I were like, these are all trainings in themselves. Like we could spend an hour talking about, uh, you know, race equity and transformation. We can spend an hour about rewriting a job description. How do we make it more inclusive? Um, how do we source? How do we do equity-centered planning? And so again, we, we entered this space knowing that we weren't gonna necessarily get to everything or have all of the answers. But what are the tools and what are the starting points that we need to do to, to begin this journey or to look at the journey we're in right now and make it even stronger? So moving on, uh, for those of you who have not read uh, Professor Ibrahim X. Kendi, we would strongly encourage you to do that. Um, he uh, has written a number of really great books, uh, which we would also encourage, uh, put on your reading list for your staff. Um, one is uh, How to Be an Anti-Racist, to the other one is called Stamp from the Beginning. Um, and this is taken from an interview. It's, it's actually, you're gonna be given a list of resources at the end. So the link to the interview is actually um, in the resource page at the end. But we felt like this chart basically sums up everything that's going on in our brains right now, <laughs> right? We've been in this conference for three days and there's just all these different pieces going back and forth. So where do we do, right? Like we know we need to have a common language and common definitions. Um, and we know what our mission is. And then how do we uh, advocate for policies that uh, eliminate those different issues, not only in our work, but also in our workplace. Um, so, you know, what I think Professor Kennedy says is obviously policy is the first step, right? Uh, no brainer, state the obvious, uh, but again, it's worth really thinking about um, you know, and he thinks of, of treating racism as cancer, uh, which is a very interesting approach um, to racism. So we'd encourage you to read the article. And again, if some days your brain feels like this, you're not the only one, right? Um, there's a lot happening. So where do we go from here? And again, um, I'm gonna go through some of the different sections uh, and you're going to see that they are somewhat similar to Demos but they have a little bit more concrete details uh, specific for legal services. And so we know that the most key important thing is obviously we've talked a lot about DEMOS. Um, there's other models out there. Um, you wanna conduct a, an organizational assessment. So one of the questions we asked in our breakout session is, well, who, who's looking at this issue of race equity? Is it just one person? Is it a committee? So you know, hopefully when you leave here today, you are all going back to your workplaces and saying, I can't do this alone, right? Um, so if I am the sole diversity champion and race equity champion, I've got to get buy-in. I've got to make this part of the organization. So establishing something as simple as a race equity committee 
uh, within the organization to start looking at these issues to maybe map them out um, is a really great way to start off. Again, um, some really straightforward, simple things, workplace surveys, uh, interviewing existing surveys. There's a number of survey templates out there. There's also folks who come in and they customize uh, surveys for the organization. And again, you know, really obvious things, but you know, they're worth saying, which is you wanna get your staff buy-in, you wanna invite collaboration. Um, and that's why it's really critical to have this foundational analysis. You know, what's the shared language? How do you explain why this is important to your mission? And how does staff feel about it, right? Like, how, how do we bring folks in um, to the frame, like the fold? And again, uh, for those of you in leadership positions, resource positions, how do we use resources? How do we make sure that there's tangible support um, moving forward? Um, and I know Susan's bringing up a couple of other things in the chat box that we can think about. Then, right, uh, redesigning policies, right, and procedures, focusing on workplace inclusion. So uh, this is a multi-layered approach. Um, for those of you who might have one overworked HR person, they're a great resource. Uh, but again, you know, in order for you to really shepherd new policies and procedures, there has to be a group of folks who are able and given the time to work on this as well. So you're really going to want to review your existing policies. And again, starting with the common language, define what uh, the staff and the organization sees as anti-racist work and procedures. And uh, there was a question earlier about, well, how do I incorporate that into an employee handbook? And uh, you know, obviously I think revising your mission statement, rewriting it from a place of inclusion, right? Having staff help to rewrite that is one way. Um, and then when you're also looking at other aspects, quote unquote, of, of traditional stuff, um, you know, you, you're going to want to have some language on, uh, you know, diversity, equity, inclusion, um, events, uh, for example, uh, other things that you can do in terms of uh, reducing bias and uh, fostering inclusion is, um, you know, what it, what's the process for complaints, right? Like, how do people come and report discrimination? Uh, we sleep on that a lot. <laughs> um, because as we all know, work is a very social place. And so you're gonna to wanna to look and make sure that not only are those policies really, really clear, but it's also communicated that there, there is, you know, a, a no tolerance policy around these issues, right? Um, and so, you know, what are the other pieces of that? Like, how are we also working to uh, make our workplace anti-racist in policies and procedures? So are we offering trainings and other things as well? Um, and again, you know, we want to talk a little bit about the fact that this, uh, and someone said this earlier in, in my breakout session, which is it, it, inclusion means everyone in, this, in the workspace, right? Um, so we want to make sure that that also includes our board. And uh, Professor Kendi's piece really talks a lot about desegregation of board of directors and the C-suite, um, the leadership teams of different organizations. And so we really want to think about that as well. Are there folks that we can bring into uh, you know, our board, our volunteers? How can we diversify our volunteers and interns as well? Uh, again, uh, employee resource groups are a great way uh, to foster a sense of belonging. Um, Susan put the definition earlier in the chat box. Um, but again, uh, I wanna caution you, which is what Jazz has said earlier, People of color, LGBTQ folks, women are not responsible. Nicole Hannah-Jones was not responsible for healing the workplace. 
Um, this is why you really need to have a very structured approach to how you want to, um, you know, desegregate, demystify, do anti-racist work in your organization. So um, we have a question um, from Jonathan. So they, we know what to look for. Do you have examples of, uh, or of race? Of, of, do you mean anti-racist, Jonathan? Policies and procedures that you've come across in the organization. We have, I, I, if you're asking me for example of racist policies and procedures, one would have been the way um, people entered and were on the pay scale for legal services that had a disproportionate impact against, um, you know, uh, people of color. And that was the step that they gave you for being a, um, a law clerk and not using the set valuing other experience um, for um, some other attorneys that were attorneys of color that may have not had a law clerk position. So even though you graduated the same year, people had a higher pay scale, we were able to stop that and, and get credit for other types of work, like being in AmeriCorps VISTA as a lawyer for a year. So um, that's an example, if that's what you're looking for. Um, not sure if the other some other items that um, the policies that you could change is there's a, there there was a, a, an amount of money that was d given for um, language um, courses and it's hard to take a language course when you're working an extra job as a legal attorney waiting tables just to make ends meet because your student loans are high. So saying, you know, this policy instead of just for language courses should be for a one-time student loan payment or a language course. So you have the option of doing that. So there are these policies that are intrinsically um, unfair that we have to look at. And I think that that's what we're talking about. And it is very specific to your organization. So the assessment is quite important yeah. uh, to doing that. And I think having really trans other folks have put really great stuff in the chat. Sorry, Susan. Um, did I cut you off? No, no, you you did not. Okay, great. Um, people put really great ones uh, in the chat boxes. Um, mm -hmm. Changing codes, um, you know, that's really critical. That often comes a lot along <laughs> down race and gender, sexual orientation, and gender identity lines, right? Um, and so being mindful of, of uh, you know, uh, those dynamics as well. Um, I often think that, you know, you really wanna have clear transparency around uh, promotions, um, performance evaluations, disciplinary actions are another place where we often see really racist outcomes, um, how folks are disciplined in the workplace. And so I think we wanna think a little bit about that. Um, and what are those policies in the workplace? Um, so that goes back to thinking about the person as a whole person, right? The whole life cycle of a human being through every phase. And um, how can we incorporate and reduce bias and discrimination in all those phases? Again, we could go on forever, uh, but we know we've got to wrap this up. So moving along to our next slide. Um, again, really, really critical, continuously training staff and incorporating anti-racism into recruitment and hiring. Um, you know, this is a big thing. Uh, you know, we wanna make sure that uh, the vision is being communicated. It's also on our website, applicants know what our vision is. They have expectations of what the organization is like. Um, we're also training staff who participate in recruitment, interviewing evaluations, everything. And I'm gonna tell you one of the biggest places where we see a lot of discrimination 
is um, in interviews where people say things like, wow, that person spoke really good. You know, um, I've heard people say that. <laughs> um, or they will be very, very critical of writing samples without realizing uh, small typos, different things on resumes. Um, and there have been a number of studies done about um, how uh, writing samples are evaluated and ranked based on the name of the person, right? Um, so again, these are all really basic things. And I, I always recommend that you do some sort of required curriculum for people who are doing interviews. I'm sorry, we know we're losing folks. So we're gonna uh, jump it along to the last slide um, before we wrap up the session. So again, uh, you know, in addition to doing the first three things that we talked about as an action plan, research is really critical. You need to make sure that there's people on staff who are being given time to actually implement uh, these different policies and procedures. So we really wanna conduct research, implement new strategies, track data in order to measure outcomes. Um, you know, a, a few folks have said, uh, well, I'm not getting a diverse applicant pool. Uh, you know, one of the things you might wanna look at is where are you recruiting? Uh, if you aren't recruiting at different places, uh, you know, that's in itself, we could talk about how you develop a strategic recruitment plan that incorporates diverse folks. Uh, what are the other in-house events that you want to also create? Uh, diversity open houses, other ways uh, that your employee resource group can also play a role in terms of recruiting and uh, building out a diverse applicant pool. Um, you also really want to think about how you track data, right? So this goes back to anti-racism, who's getting promotions, who's being moved along, who's leaving the organization, how are we doing exit interviews? Um, those are all concrete things that you can put into place that will give you an idea of what's happening in the organization because uh, data tells stories, right? Um, so we want to make sure that we're tracking data and that it is actually a tool for accountability as well. So, so we need to conclude, Bharati. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> so um, we gave you a checklist. Um, there's more that needs to be done. I'm just going to say this. I'm going to let Bharati finish. I know that 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 MLAC is 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 trying to do something, but actually collaborating and and having model policies is something that could be done, and then tweaking those model policies for the the individual smaller organizations. It it seems like it, you know there are economies of scale, and and using the larger coalition um, to do that would be helpful. And that would be one way to mitigate costs. But that's something that, that you have to do from the ground up. It, it, Barati, I want you to finish. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm sorry. I, we're losing people. So moving through, again, you'll get the slide deck. But we've listed a sample inclusivity checklist for HR. Uh, this is a really great uh, thing that you can just use across the board. And uh, we did actually include some questions at the end. Uh, again, you will all get this. It's just some great points to think about. Um, what's the, help you do an analysis in your workplace? What are the issues? What's missing? Who's missing? And then how do we take action moving forward? And then wrapping up, because we did not get to the last breakaway. Um, feedback and key takeaways. We wanted to spend some time talking about this. I don't think we're gonna be able to get to it. 
And if anybody, I, I mean, we can stay if people have yeah. questions and want to chat. That's not a problem because I know some people had some questions in, about like the affinity groups, some of the collaborations that we've done for that you created, Barati, about um, with students, students um, from HBCU law schools coming in and um, spending their spring break with you all to, to learn about your culture you know, yeah. or having a spring break uh, uh, time so that you host these students. Um, there are a lot of creative ideas that Bar um, Barati didn't talk about this, but we she created a mentorship program for the interns of color where we worked on, uh, she worked on, we worked on resume skills, set them with the mentor, let them rotate. These are the types of programs um, that that can be created that take time but commitment yeah and there, there's a lot of ways out there to move forward so again uh wrapping up we just want to thank all of you um i know my uh colleague jazz will probably want to weigh in and thank all of you as well uh we did list some different resources out there including the link for demos and a couple of other folks so again um on behalf of myself i want to really thank all of you for being here i learned a lot today uh, we hope that you were able to take away some tools to start off. Uh, make sure that you give us feedback. I think MLAC is collecting feedback as well. Yes. And uh, Jazz, I don't know if you want to. Uh... Jazz had to go to another training. Oh, okay. <laughs> we lost. We lost Jazz. <laughs> yeah. So... And Jazz does a lot of work around um, um, sexual orientation and. Um, the, the intersectionality uh, um, between the LGBT community and race. Um, she, she's, you know, experienced social worker who, who's, who's done a lot of work around that um, for, for legal services uh, for us. And we've also done some work around working with the, with, uh, the deaf community and how do you work with deaf community in, in, um, in courts and cultures and understanding deaf culture. So we just have to be, you know, just aware of all the communities that we serve. I mean, this isn't easy, it's a continuous process. We figured, you know, we didn't go into what does it mean to be anti-racist because we know you've had two days of that, but it's a continuous process and it's a lot of self-reflection yeah. for, for you to come up with these strategies, right? You, Everyone should do the anti-bias tests. Everyone should, should have some, some type of in, internal self-reflection. You have to have buy-in from the beginning. I love the fact that there may be some one-on-one -on -one coaching. And this, these are complicated topics. And, 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 and one of the things they talk about that, that, that I've read about is just affinity groups um, that are segregated uh, so that there can be discussions and then understanding within the affinity group and then to come together um, later. And I, the Demos talks about that a little bit, but there's some other writings about that. We, it, Legal Services in New York has kind of like spread that around. If I can find that article, I'm happy to share that with you. But people need space to speak um, their truth with other people and understand it when they understand what their biases could be. So I'll just... And uh, we'll get this slide deck out to folks um, from MLAC, but um, I, I see we have a few more. We're happy to stay on, like we said. Yeah, and talk. Yeah. Uh, where does leadership fit in with the affinity groups? Susan, you want to take that or? Well, so our affinity groups, um, 
you know, are usually staff attorneys. Um, so for example, um, we may have, um, we have a, a, attorneys of color, a larger affinity group, we have LBGTQ affinity group, and we have an affinity group that is um, a, a, a Black lawyers affinity group. The, the, the management usually is not a part of those affinity groups, and but are often invited speakers to those affinity groups. The other thing that we've done is to create a leadership lunch series, which I kind of lead. And the leadership lunch series is a self-directed series of what staff needs to understand to for professional development. And it includes everyone. The target though is, is to, to um, address the needs that it was a mentorship need that wasn't being met by some of the marginalized uh, attorneys. So that had turned out to a lunch where we invite speakers to come out. So one of the ones, one of the speakers that we had come out, and this is when you talk about inclusive, was a South African, um, uh, uh, she's actually a writer, but a, a professor that talked about spatial displacement or gentrification. Um, in in communities of color globally, which which touched a lot of different affinity groups, right? Um, we 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 talked about um, you know her specific Fulbright had been on um, on India and and the um, worker migrant class uh, in in. And she she traveled. She studied in India, but she uh, but she also looked at the comparison between the work in 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 two different countries, and then started to talk about the U.S. and the policies that were being used in the U.S. Um, that 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 were used in the U.S. that had transcended to other cultures to promote gentrification. And she talked about one that 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 I wouldn't have thought about is is using arts as a tool to gentrify. So anyway, so those are the kinds of things that made people include, feel included because it was, it was intergenerational. It was trend, you know, um, talked about arts. It talked about various cultures and, um, and it, it was definitely had a racial tone. So those are the type of, when you say inclusive belonging, we felt like not we not only belong to a small community, but we belong to the global environment, and everyone had the opportunity to speak. So those are just some examples that I'm giving you. Um, yeah. Okay. I don't want to continue. We could continue forever. But any other questions? Feel free to unmute. And if there are any needs that you have. Um, you should write them and let Tanisha know. Um, she has asked us to do like specific, specific, because it was really big. Like we could do just one on, okay, right. this is how we're going to, uh, this is our recruitment strategy. Like it, there, it could be two, one hour just on a recruitment strategy. Yeah, so so we're definitely, um, you know, feel free to reach out to Susan. Um, Susan, do you want to put your email in the chat um, if folks have any sort of follow-up questions? And again, we'll make sure this slide deck and the resources get out. 
Um, and we would really love, I think you're gonna be giving us feedback. So we would really love feedback, um, you know, uh, on this particular workshop um, and thoughts about things we could do um, or do a little bit differently as well, what you liked, what you didn't like. Um, but we know everyone must be exhausted. <laughs> it's been a long, uh, hopefully challenging, joyous, exciting, creative three days for everyone. And um, I think really thinking about all of this is, is fantastic. Um, just checking the chat box. Thank you so much for everyone. So Susan's put her information uh, uh, in, in the chat box as well for Amistad Consulting um, if you have any follow-up questions to talk to us about. Yep. But good luck, everyone. We're Thank all down you. here. We know you're all up in uh, throughout various parts of Massachusetts. So have a great summer. Be safe. Take yeah. care of yourselves um, and make sure you keep joy and love and, uh, and uncomfortableness. <laughs> Challenge yourself. Yes. Take care, everyone.